0: Gun smoke, brought to you by Chesterfield, to put a smile in your smoking. Always by Chesterfield,
1: made the modern way with AccuRay. Around Dodge City and in the territory on west, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke.
2: scared me. Oh, you were concentrating mighty hard on something in that window. <laughs> well, Mr. Jonas has some new lady shoes on display. You see them? Oh, yeah. Those narrow, square-toed ones, Matt. Which pair do you like best, the lace or the button? Well, tell me. <laughs> well, I don't know, Kitty. They're both fine. Well, you got to decide one or the other. Oh, Matt. no, I don't have to decide either. I'm not in the market for ladies' shoes. Uh, well, neither am I. <laughs> what? Look at those prices. $2.65 for a pair of shoes? Did you ever hear such a thing? Kitty, I only stopped to say hello, not to argue about ladies' shoes. Well, I still think somebody ought to complain to Mr. Jonas. Well, it's not my job. i got enough trouble as it is. Well, I'm going in and tell Mr. Jonas what I think of his price. <laughs> Have a good time, Kitty. You bet I will.
3: Mr. Dillon?
2: Ah, hello, Chester.
3: Uh, Mr. Dillon, hey. this here is Mr. Trumbull. Uh-huh. I come over to the office looking
2: for you. How do you do? Marshal Dillon. You're a stranger here, Mr. Trumbull? First time in Dodge, Marshal. First time. Oh, well, what do you want to see me about? I want a badge, Marshal. I want you to make me a deputy.
3: A deputy? Now, you look here, Mr. Never mind, Chester. Da-
2: Good. What do you want to be a deputy for, Mr. Trumbull? Well, I'm leading a party of immigrants up onto the South Fork of the Pawnee. uh uh-huh. I thought you were new to this part of the country. Well, I've got maps, Marshal. Good maps. Furnished me by the Santa Fe Railroad. You work for the railroad? No, sir. I work for these immigrants. It's like this, Marshal. I got some ten families together, and I arranged to buy five sections of railroad land for them. About 30 miles northeast of here. I made all the legal arrangements, and I'm guiding them in. I see. Uh, what's that got to do with your wanting to be deputized? Well, I thought it might be a good idea just to... In case there's any squabbling when we get there. You know, over who gets which land, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. And uh, most parties draw straws before they ever see the land, Mr. Trumbull. Haven't yours? Well, yes. Sure, of course. Oh, then why should there be any trouble? Well, <sighs> one of the men's having a little wife trouble, Marshal. You know how it is. Well, maybe I better ride out with you. Then. Oh, no, that won't be necessary. Everything will probably work out fine. Yeah, sure. Uh, where are these pilgrims of yours? Well, we're in camp down by the Arkansas. We're pulling out in the morning. Well, I thank you anyway, Marshal. Goodbye, Chester. Goodbye. Well, that man sure has got a lot of gall. Yeah, He's some confused, Chester. How do you mean? He can't seem to decide if there's going to be any trouble or not. Yeah, maybe we can find out for him. Come on.
3: This year, this easy way. Give Chesterfields this year so
0: bright and gay. Wrapped and ready, they're the best to buy. Cartons of
2: Chesterfields,
0: they satisfy. This Christmas, give everyone Chesterfields. Chesterfields are easy to give because they come ready to give in a bright red special holiday carton that's wrapped in its own colorful Christmas ribbon. Everyone enjoys Chesterfield's smoother, cooler smoking pleasure. So, to all your friends this year, say Merry Christmas with cartons of Chesterfield's. No wrapping, no tying. They're easy to give because they come ready to give. Chesterfield's in the bright red special holiday carton. Wrapped and ready, they're the best to buy. Cartons of Chesterfield's, they satisfy.
2: Chester and I saddled up and rode down to the Arkansas. It was easy to find the immigrant camp. A dozen wagons were scattered through the cottonwoods, and there were campfires everywhere. But the people themselves were all gathered together in a big circle. We rode up to them, but nobody paid any attention to us. And then I saw why. In the middle of the circle stood two men and a woman. The men were bare to the waist. And each was pressing his left forearm against the other's, while the woman was binding their arms tightly together with a stout piece of cloth.
4: In their right hands,
2: the men held boy knives. What in the world are they up to, Mr. Dillon? Now, that's a way of fighting, Chester. Tied together like that, one of them has to die, maybe both of them. Mm -hmm. You stay here with the horses. All right, sir. Yes, stand aside, please. Let me
4: through huh? here. Make that knot tight, Sidney.
2: You have to go through with this.
4: No man messes around with my wife.
3: He didn't mean nothing by it. We was talking. That's all.
4: Now get out of the way, Sidney. You ready, Keppert?
2: You're a fool, Calhoun. When I'm ready. All right, hold it, you men out of this, mister. I'm a lawman, Calhoun. I don't like this kind of fighting. Now drop those knives. Both of you. I mean it. Here's mine, Marshal. Now right now yours, Calhoun. Well, can't fight an unarmed man. All right, you, Sidna. Take one of those knives and cut them loose. All right. Next time, I'll shoot you on sight, Kepper. I told you you're a fool, Calhoun. For keeping you away from my wife. Why don't you find one of your own? Wait a minute, Calhoun. I don't want any shooting. Now, I'm warning you. Thirty miles isn't far from Dodge, and I'll come take you both back to jail if I hear any more about this. Now, you get back to your own wagons. All of you get back to your wagons. The party's over. Chester. Chester! Now, where did he go to? Chester! sir,
3: I'm coming, Mr.
2: Dillon. Now, where have you been? Nowhere's. Nowhere's, huh? Well, I was only talking to a fellow over there. Huh? Now, that's Trumbull. Yes, sir. what were you talking to him about?
3: Nothing. I was just finishing a little talk we started the other day. It wasn't nothing important.
2: Uh-huh. Now, uh Now, Are you hiding something, Chester? Why, what would I be hiding? I don't know. But I guess you'll tell me when you want to. Yes, sir. All right, let's get back to Dodge. Chester. Yes, sir. If you have to pace the room like that, will you take your boots off? I'll sit down. You know, two (laughs) days of this is about all I can stand. Yes, sir.
3: Oh, hello, Matt. Chester.
2: Hello, Doc. Uh, Ah, Doc, I think I got a patient for you. Oh, well, now, you don't look sick to me. No, but I'm <laughs> going to be. If you don't find some way to calm Chester down, he hasn't been able to sit still for two days.
3: He has well, well, now, what's the trouble, Chester? Nothing, Doc. I feel fine. Well, then why can't you sit still? It's sick people who have to sit still, not well ones. <laughs> hey, well, that depends on what you're sick with. I <laughs> ain't sick with nothing, I tell you. You know, Doc, I think he's got
2: a wormy brain.
3: Forevermore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, forevermore. all right. And I'm trying to settle my mind up about something. Now, are you satisfied? Are you? No. I ain't got the money. And I don't know where to get it. <laughs> well, just, well, money for what? For to pay Trumbull with.
2: Oh, do you owe Trumbull money, Chester? No, sir.
3: Not yet. No, not yet. Oh, I'm all right, I'll tell you. But you both got to promise not to tell nobody else about it. Trumbull says if anybody heard, I'd probably get beat out. But You'd get beat out of what, Chester? Land. Free if land. it's free, what do you need money for? For Trumbull, to fix it up for me. Look, if, if I give him $50 for his trouble, he's got a way to arrange for the railroad to give me a half section of land. He showed it to me on his map the other day.
2: I showed what to you?
3: For yeah. my half section, it'd be. Oh, gracious. I'll show you the ah, thing. Now, the south fork of the Pony runs like this. On here. Yes, that's right, yes, that's and, and these immigrants, is about five sections laying right next to each other. Right about Wait here. a minute,
2: Chester. Did you say right next to each other?
3: Yes, sir, that's what Trumbull said. Now, my half section lays on the end here.
2: Chester, and... come on.
3: Come on? Ain't you interested in this?
2: Yeah, interested enough to ride out there. And don't worry about your $50. You're not going to need it. It was just after sunset when we hit the south fork of the Pawnee. And a half hour later, we spotted the first immigrant wagon. A man was working nearby, trying to shape the foundation for a cabin from some red cedar he would snaked up from the river. We got down and walked over to him. It was Keppert. The man Calhoun was about to fight for chasing his wife. Hello, Marshal. Hello, Keppard. Um... Uh, it's just a prop foot.
4: Glad to know you. you?
2: Well,
4: what are you doing out here, Marshal? There ain't been no trouble.
2: Yeah, Keppert. I'm afraid there has been.
4: What do you mean? Hey, look yonder. That fellow coming short is in a hurry, ain't he? Yeah, it's Calhoun. He's got a rifle. I better get mine. Oh, no, you stand
2: where you are, Kemper. He might shoot me. You saw what he was like. He'll have to shoot me first. Keppard! Oh now, what's the trouble, Calhoun?
4: I'm looking for my wife, Sidney. If she was here, you'd see her, wouldn't you? Maybe she's down by the river. You can look there, too, if you want.
2: What's the marshal doing here? He was about to tell me. Then he can tell me, too. I came here to tell all of you, but I want to ask you something first. What? Do any of you have bills of sale from the railroad for this land you're on? Uh, No. No, not yet, Marshal. Trumbull just gave us a receipt and said
4: the railroad would send us a bill of sale. Uh Uh-huh. But you've already paid. Sure. Each man gave Trumbull $400 for a half section. And $25 on top of that for his services. That's
2: right. What are you asking for, Marshal? I understand these sections lie right next to each other. Mm, They do for a fact. What's wrong with that? Well, I guess you don't know it, but when the government granted land to the railroad, it only granted alternate sections. Every other one. So the railroad couldn't sell sections lying right next to each other, could it? No. No, it couldn't. Maybe that's why Trumbull hasn't given you any bills of sale. There aren't any. Why He robbed us. Where is he now? I don't know. I ain't seen him since last night. I think we better start looking for him. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, what is it, Capit? I got something to say. It's mostly to Calhoun. Oh, you two can settle your problems later. No,
4: Marshal, we got to settle them right now. You'll see why. Now, listen to me, Calhoun. I ain't a man for much talking there. Especially about women. But the way things are, I got to say it. Say what? Your wife, Sidney. I never went near her. Never once. Now, that's a lie. No. No, it's the truth. I hate to tell you this, Calhoun... But it was her that come after me. What? I told her not to. I told her to stay away. I even said I'd show her up for what she is if I had to, but I didn't do it. Not till now I didn't. What are you saying? When did you see her last Mm Calhoun? At noon, when I come in for my dinner. Yeah. I saw her about two o'clock. Where? I was downriver about a mile, sitting quiet in a clump of elder, taking a little rest. Your wife... Rode by on the other bank. She was headed in the direction of Dodge. She was with a man. With a man? What man? Trumbull. <laughs>
0: With a smile with Chesterfield. Yes, put a smile in your smoking. It's as easy as ABC because Chesterfields made with Accuray are A, always milder, B, better tasting, C, cooler smoking. Yes, a Chesterfield is always milder.
4: Accuray controls your Chesterfield in the making, gives it a more even distribution of fine tobaccos that burn more evenly, smoke much milder.
0: A Chesterfield is better tasting.
4: An Accuray Chesterfield draws more easily, lets you enjoy all the flavor.
0: And the Chesterfield is cooler smoking.
4: 14% more perfectly packed than cigarettes made without Accuray. You enjoy cooler smoking, no hot spots. No hard draw. So always buy
0: Chesterfield. Put a smile in your smoke and just
3: give them a try. Light up a Chesterfield. They satisfy. still there, Mr. Dillon. Way past midnight, it ought to be leaving any minute.
2: Now run up and tell the engineer to hold it, will you, Chester?
1: All right, sir.
4: Marshal. Yeah. Look. Coming out of the depot. It's Trumbull and my wife. Yeah. They don't see us. They ain't even looking
2: this way. You let me take him, Marshal. No. He's
4: rightfully... No,
2: Calhoun. You might get excited and shoot him before he draws. I'll handle this. You two, stay back out of the way. Hey, Trumbull. Marshal. Evening, ma'am. What do you want, Marshal? I want to talk to you. We don't have time. That train's about to leave. It's not going to leave. Anyway, you're not taking it. Oh. You're interfering because in of Sydney here. Well, she's gone with me, Marshal. And that's no business of yours. I'm arresting you for robbery, Trumble. What? Give me your gun. No. I said give it to me.
4: Get out of the way, Sidna.
3: You killed him. You killed him. Jim!
2: Is he dead, Marshal? Yeah. Keppard, see if he's got the money on him, huh? I sure will, Marshal.
3: I, I, I didn't mean nothing, Jim. He he, he made me go with him. It, was, it wasn't my fault. You believe me, don't
4: you, Jim? I don't even want to talk to you.
3: But it's true.
4: I found it.
2: Here it is, Marshal. It should be over $4,000 there. Good. We'll count it later and give it back to everybody. Marshal. Yeah, what, Calhoun? I'd like mine now. Well, all right. Here. $425. Thanks.
4: Sidney, take this money.
3: LaPouche.
4: Take it. But why? That's all the money I got in the world. I don't figure I owe you nothing now.
3: What are you saying, Jim? You know
4: what I'm saying.
3: Yeah, sure. I know. So long, Jim.
4: Goodbye. Calhoun. What, Kevin? I got some money coming back. I'll lend you half. Of it. After all I done to you. Well, can't blame me much for that. I've been a fool, Caput. You was right. No, that's over and done. But that's... I can't take your money. That wouldn't be right now, would it, Marshal?
2: Ah, you can decide about that tomorrow, Calhoun. We'll ride out and bring those other people back into Dodge. What for? So they can file for government land at the land office here. Free land.
4: should have done
2: that in the first place. You know, I know of a fine section north of here that uh, I'd kind of like to file on myself. Why don't you? Well, one man couldn't handle it it'd take two men to prove it up, you know. Too good, man. Uh I might show it to you sometime if uh, you're interested.
1: In a moment our star. William
0: Conrad. Remember, friends, this Christmas give everyone Chesterfields. Chesterfields are easy to give because they come ready to give in a bright red special holiday carton that's wrapped in its own colorful Christmas ribbon. Everyone enjoys Chesterfields' smoother, cooler smoking pleasure. So to all your friends, this year say Merry Christmas with cartons of Chesterfields. No wrapping, no tying. They're easy to give because they come
2: ready to give. Chesterfield's, in the bright red special holiday carton. You know, there are a lot of ways for a man to die on the frontier. But on our next gun smoke, a man dies the worst way of all, needlessly. But that was the West. Good night.
1: Gunsmoke, produced and directed by Norman McDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Our story was specially written for Gunsmoke by John Meston, with music composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Sound patterns by Tom Hanley and Bill James. Featured in the cast were Lawrence Dobkin, Vivi Janice, Vic Perrin, and John Daner. Harley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. Christmas, they Red Letter Day, their l L&M Red Letter Day. Give them the Christmas carton, full of America's best. Yes, give L&Ms on Christmas Day to friends who smoke the Builder Way.
0: L&M's got everything the gift for Christmas Day. This is it. For Christmas, L&M filters and the handsome Christmas carton. No fuss with ribbons or paper, it's all wrapped and ready to give. This Christmas, give L&M
1: Christmas cartons. Join us again next week for another specially transcribed story as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gunsmoke.